Hey wrestling fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover. Thank you for joining the Queens of Belly Up Wrestling as we take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady, Kayla. Hello. And our resident jester, Jolie. So. On this week's episode, it's all about the fans. We're going to go through your tweets and getting your wrestling opinions on everything. So, the first topic that I want to hit is actually something that I put out on Twitter on my own page. So, I'm fast-forwarding to August. So, in my hopes of hopes that the world's back to normal, we have gatherings again and stuff like that, and this is about SummerSlam. So, this coming year... SummerSlam is going to be in Boston. And, of course, with SummerSlam, they usually have it in the arena. So this would be TD Garden. So I put out, and just kind of, this would be as kind of like to make it up to the fans and just have the party that we were all missing with WrestleMania this year. So I put out on Twitter this. I said, because of everything that's going on in a different landscape of WrestleMania, should WWE move SummerSlam from TD Garden to Gillette Stadium? And they're because they're like literally 30 minutes away from each other. So I had the poll up for about a day and a half, and I got a 57% that uh, where people were saying that yes, they should move it, and 43% was like saying nah, just leave it at TD. So I'm and I'm kind of interested in what where you two stand on this. So Kayla, if they had the option to do this in August, should they move it or should they just leave it at TD? Kayla. Um, I don't think they should move it because um, if it's going to go as far as August, it should be a SummerSlam match for real. Um, there's no ifs, no ands, no buts about it. So they should just keep SummerSlam at TD Garden. Yes. Okay. Because I mean, it's I mean, unless I don't know, let's say coronavirus is still out there. God forbid if it is, which I hope it's not. Um, we're already getting WrestleMania with no fans, which is totally going to suck. Uh, but if you're going to give a SummerSlam and still move it to the Performance Center because of whatever's going on, that's going to suck even more. Because if you can't have WrestleMania SummerSlam, is basically like your Super Bowl for wrestling fans. And then SummerSlam's like your, what's the word I'm looking at, like your post-Super uh, post Bowl. Opening so, day. Yeah. Okay. Opening, yeah, whatever. Opening day or whatever, but it's just, you know, you're already screwing up our Super Bowls, so now you're basically, hopefully everything pans over because SummerSlam, stay at the gardens. Don't postpone it, don't move it, and definitely don't take it to the Performance Center because, like we, yeah. you know, we stated, having no fans even on Raw and SmackDown are like, it just, it's awkward. And then when you start getting a match from a pay-per-view that you've already seen, that, you get, yeah. I don't think I can sit there and watch a pay-per-view and see, oh, this would happen on Elimination Chamber three months ago. No, no. Definitely, no. <laughs> yeah. Alright, I can see. Alright, I can see your point about that. Jolie, what you think? Being that WrestleMania was supposed to be in a stadium and I honestly think this would be a way to bring the people that couldn't go to WrestleMania to SummerSlam. And yes, it is about a half an hour away. Yes, people have bought their tickets for SummerSlam at TD, I think that it would be smarter to move it to a stadium outside in the fresh air since we've been cooped up for so long. I mean, they literally, they just shut down Louisiana. So it's only a matter of time till 
Texas is shut down. Florida's getting shut down. Philly, uh, Pennsylvania's getting shut down. New York, all these states. Knock on wood, we were out today, um, and normally a very busy highway was dead. So Delawareans know how to shut in. But, you know, I, I feel that they would be able to bring in a bigger crowd and, you know, give those people who were supposed to go to WrestleMania a chance to go to this. I mean, I'm supposed to... I was supposed to fly out in a week and a half, dude. I'm fucking wrecked right now. So if I had a chance to go to SummerSlam, I would rather it be WrestleMania-esque outside, sweating mm-hmm. our balls off, watching them sweat. I don't care. You know, we deserve it. The people that were supposed to go to Mania deserve a chance to go here because it's just everything's all fucked up. And outside, I don't know. I like... I think SummerSlam can be the summer WrestleMania, and I feel that just being outside just gives it a little bit more flavor to me, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I've been pushing for them to bring SummerSlam to Philly um, in 2026 when it's the um, 250th birthday of the country, the signing of the Declaration of Independence, so I've been trying Ooh, for that. That'd be a good year. Bring it to Philly, baby. Bring it to Philly. Yeah, no, I mean, I was kind of getting like the same vibe and like the same aspect and everything because our WrestleMania is pretty much ruined because of what's going on with the coronavirus and everything. And it's like, this is Boston we're talking about. If this was, if they were having um, it in Texas and everything, granted, we do have a dome, dome stadium and everything, but it's like having it in Texas in August compared to Boston in August, totally separate. The weather's not that bad. And so our WrestleMania is pretty much ruined because of what's going on with the coronavirus. And so, God forbid, and hopefully by the summer, everything's going back to normal. If they have a chance to move it to Gillette Stadium, and this would be like the true, as they call SummerSlam, the party of the summer. I was watching something. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos, you know, wrestling videos, NASCAR, um, women's soccer, because I love women's soccer because the Olympics and everything. But I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, let's say Money in the Bank gets canceled as well. This would truly be the first pay-per-view, big pay-per-view. And mm-hmm. I think it would have that 9-11-esque smackdown, you know, where all the wrestling fans get to come together. I mean, oh yeah, it would just have that feel to it. Okay. Okay. No. Oh, that that's definitely a good point because it's like kind of like a rally together type thing. It's like get our country back on track, get our country back to normalcy and everything like that. So you're ra- you're rallying for WrestleMania in 2026 in Philly. I'm gonna start rallying for SummerSlam in Gillette Stadium, and hopefully, because my fam, my I got a second family in Boston now, so hopefully I can actually get my ass up there to see it. So. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, so yesterday um, yesterday on Twitter, because I also uh, mainly responsible for the Twitter page for Belly Up Wrestling, I sent out a whole thread of like different topics to kind of get the feel from our fans, the wrestling fans, the wrestling community about like their opinions on everything. And one of the topics was something that we kind of uh, hit on last week about who the greatest NXT champion was. And remind me again, who did you two pick? I can't remember. I picked Asuka. Uh, You're you're muted, Kayla. Who'd you pick, Kayla? Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Okay. All right. So I went to Twitter and everything. Okay. So... 
Let's see. Handsome Andrew agreed with you, Jolie. Picked Oscar. Let me see. And then AEW healed Mr. J. Picked Finn Balor. That's a good one. Let's good see. one. Uh, at Rocco underscore wrestling uh, has Adam Cole as the greatest. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see who else. Why do you laugh on that one? <laughs> uh, I'm not laughing at you. <laughs> All right. And then let's see. Okay. And then Mar 13 and at AG Mac A28, they put their favorite male and their. They put a male and female option for greatest. And actually, both of them ended up saying Finn and Asuka. So, definitely some good choices there. And I think one of y'all said there was one you didn't think you didn't think about. Was like Finn or? Um, for me, uh, Samoa Joe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think, yeah, I think that was like, yeah, I was like saying like last week, uh, I picked like, I couldn't decide between Shin and, and uh Samoa because it's like both of them had it the had it the had it twice and everything. <sighs> Let's see. Now uh, I also put on there their favorite NXT champion, which one you can say is not your favorite, one can say is your greatest. So it's like there's definitely a difference between the two. Okay, so let's see some of our choices here. AEW heel Mr. J selected Asuka. Uh, one of our actually our fellow riders with Belly Up, Ryan McCarthy. Actually, um, he picked Tommaso Ciampa. Let's see. At Rocco underscore wrestling, he also selected uh, Adam Cole as his favorite. Here's a name that hasn't come up yet. At Paramore X Horror, Kyrie Sane. Uh, let's see. An- <laughs> let's see. Uh, another one of our fellow riders, Chaka Cummings. Uh, let's see, uh, Rhea Ripley, and then let's see, our last one here, I'm Cordell at at I'm Cordell Taylor, Pete Dunn. Hmm. So, Jolly, what do you think about those selections, and who's who's your favorite, actually? Uh, favorite female would actually, I mean, Asuka is the greatest, but my favorite is Kyrie. Kyrie is just a national treasure. And people will be shocked that I picked Kyrie because I am a Four Horsewoman fan. But Kyrie Sane is just an amazing uh, athlete and uh, deserves. She, she's definitely one of my favorite women champion. And for the men, that's a lot tougher because there's actually a couple different titles you could pick from. So for the um, the uh, North American Championship, I would actually have to go with Velveteen Dream. Ooh, um, okay. Only despite loving Keith Lee, I just love Dream's arc at that time. And um, greatest or my favorite champion is uh, Tommaso Ciampa for the men. All right, all right, Kayla, what do you think about those choices and who's your fave? All of them were anybody, really anybody but Finn. Sorry, <laughs> I'm, but no, um, I'm all of the ones that they have um, picked were actually really good choices. Um, I'm going to start with a female, um, obviously Oscar, but um, I do agree with Jolie, um, Kyrie Sane. She does have that treasure, most definitely. Um, but if I have to say my all-time NXT, I'm going to relate to Queen of Spades herself, Shayna Baszler. Um, and as far as the male, in most cases, I would say Finn Balor. But, <laughs> but Spoilers. I'm, I'm actually going to change it up a little bit. Um, okay. 
I am actually going to probably, you can go as anywhere. I like Velveteen Dream starting to grow on me, which I never thought that would happen. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm actually going to drop it down to favorite wrestlers right now. Drop it down to the NXT titles, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne. Yeah, those two are they've, definitely my favorite tag team at the moment. They've really, I've never been a fan of either one of them. But since they become tag team champions, I can really say, bro, you know, because, you know, because they've, <laughs> they've grown on me so much and I never thought that would happen. So, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes like with the makeshift tag teams, you never know and everything. So, but it's like those two together with like his silliness and Pete Dunn's like serious face and everything like that. It's like it's comedic gold. And so it's just like those two can really have like their own like show on their own. It's like crazy. Okay, so no, but definitely all the choices and everything was like absolutely wonderful. Uh, as far as like favorite NXT champions, hmm, let me see. For the men, I gotta go Tommaso, and then for women, I'm a big Sasha Banks fan. Uh, Sasha Banks fan. Uh, but I, I, I do have to say Asuka, because it's like, it's like, you don't hold it like 500 something days and being like dominant and everything like that. And it's like more props to her. I honestly thought that Ember Moon would be one of the ones, the one to take it off her, but, uh, unfortunately she didn't, (laughs) but, um, no, it's like Asuka is like definitely holds the cake on that one. Takes the cake on that one. Ember was beaten by Asuka for the title originally, correct? No, 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 no. No, uh, Ember, uh, Asuka took it from Bailey. Okay. Asuka took it from Bailey. Asuka took it from Bailey. Asuka held it, and then after her last match with Ember, I think, she stepped down because she'd gotten injured, and then uh, Ember won it after that. Okay, okay. All right. I was I was trying to remember. I know she faced her and then it was like it was the takeover before WrestleMania in Philly and then she showed up for WrestleMania or not not WrestleMania Royal Rumble in Philly. Yeah. And she had her whole arm taped down. I remember that. All right. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like the night before she uh she uh she had a match with Shayna but ended up still keeping the title because it was like a DQ and everything. And then yeah, because Shayna did a number on her arm. All right, so let's move on. We got favorite world champion, and so a couple. Uh, you're gonna see a lot of these names, same Twitter names pop up because a lot of uh, a lot. Um, we had a lot of responses from a couple of similar ones, but uh, let's see. Ryan McCarthy put uh, his favorite world champion, Mankind. And then at Paramore X Horror and and I uh, sorry and at I'm Cordell Taylor for both selected Edge. So Kayla, who is your favorite world champion? I'm gonna have to go Edge too. Most definitely. Um he was always one of the ones that I always loved as champion. Um and then if I kinda then I'll kinda drop down to Randy Orton too because when I really got into wrestling, it was basically the whole, I guess you can say, triangle basically between Edge, Orton, and Cena bouncing back and forth. So, But if I really had to choose favorite world wrestler, 
would probably be a tie, honestly, between Edge and Orton. Yeah, rated RK, but we'll get to them later. <laughs> Jolly? Jeff Hardy. Ah! Him winning the title was probably my favorite thing because um, I love the Hardy Boys. We've talked about me loving the Hardy Boys, but mm-hmm. Jeff has always been my 100% absolute favorite. I always felt that, you know, while Matt was more technical, Jeff was the flyer and Jeff had a lot more skill to me. So Jeff has always been my favorite. So when he won the title, that was when I was like extremely happy for him. But, you know, you know his his whole backstory, so. Mhm. I mean, I that when he won it, that was probably my favorite moment. I think my favorite match though with Jeff was him versus the Undertaker in that ladder match for the title. And he had lost, and he, you know, you thought Taker was going to come and beat the shit out of him again, but he picks him up and just like taps him on the head and holds his hand up, like respect. That was probably my favorite moment from mm-hmm. before he won the title. Oh, okay, because I honestly don't remember that match. It's funny. I it's like it, I years... believe it was on a Raw. I think it was like a, on a random Raw or SmackDown. And, oh, uh, you know, it was like I think this is when. Matt was still feuding, and I think this was the first time before he went out for the first time for um, drug abuse. Okay. They tried to get him out for the first time, and um, yeah, when he won that, or when he lost that match, I was heartbroken, but the respect that you saw from Undertaker, like, Undertaker barely breaks character, he barely does anything to show, like, in-ring respect, and when Mm -hmm. he lifted his arm up and showed respect, like, you know, that was like, you know, you, you you're earning this spot. You've got this spot one day. Right. It's funny. You say Jeff's your favorite and everything, but I was actually, I, I'm surprised the Hardys were not on Kayla's list since she's the one from Carolina. Honestly, I mean, they really didn't come to mind, but now that, you know, they mentioned definitely, I would definitely have to agree because either way, even if they weren't were champions, they they dominated basically just as a tag team, especially as, you know, your tag team champions. Right. So, most definitely. Yeah, they didn't come to mind. Sorry, guys. I still love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, we, we already know that I'm like the main out of the box person on this, on this, on this crew. So <laughs> I, I'm unconventional. Definitely. Um, as far as my favorite world champion, I'm actually going to go back to the first world champion who I became a fan of when I first started wrestling, and that was Batista. Quiet, quiet character all over the place. Um, and you got uh, it's like you always love his energy and it's like Batista bombs all over the place and you could tell these days when Montez Ford stealing some of Batista's moves with the ring shake and everything it's just that's not the I Batista's actually, move that was originally um Ultimate Warriors get it right that's that's right that's right that's right my bad my bad my bad <laughs> but seriously i'm going to have to put this on twitter one day as far as like who's got the better ring uh, ring rope shake <laughs> No, if, if you want to watch the ultimate Batista, uh, Google or YouTube, uh, Xavier Woods sings Batista's theme at WrestleMania. That's I hilarious. Saw that. Oh, man. 
But it's like funny. It's like the very. It's like I talked about this when I first introduced myself uh, on Just to Share and everything. But it's like the very first uh, pay per view I saw was Vengeance two thousand five, and Batista had the title, and he was defended against Triple H in Hell in a Cell. That was my first meet event I ever watched, and it's just like after watching that, I was like, going, "Damn, respect, dude." <laughs> respect and then of course he went heel later on and everything like that but i still love the guy all right so let's shift this too from the men to the women so let's see here on our list of responses uh again we have the, the like i said you're gonna hear like some of these same three twitters and everything a lot but it's like cordell taylor pops in with lita as his favorite women's champion um our Good old Ryan McCarthy, Trish Stratus, and then Paramore X Horror couldn't decide, so they put Trish and Becky. Okay, so favorite women's champion. jeez. Oh, I can't really just. It's like you gotta respect Lita because it's like, um, it's like the wild child. She did everything on her own terms and everything. Didn't want to stay outside the norm, and then. Like I said, I'm a Sasha fan, so I like her, even though her combined title reigns days is pathetic compared to everybody else. And then, of course, you got to go back to the greatest uh, one before Charlotte broke her streak and it broke her uh, record and everything, Trish Stratus, because it's like she was the greatest. Of, I mean, she's one of the greatest of all time. Put her on the, put her on who's ever Mount Rushmore of women's wrestling. All right, so Jolie. Favorite women's champion of all time? That's a tough one for me because uh, two of my favorite, actually most of my favorite, but um, right now I would actually have to say, oh, this hurts. Becky Lynch uh, is the, my favorite of all time. I am a Lita fan, but I feel that Becky has had the most odd journey of getting to being a champion, to fighting from being backstage doing Instagram stories with quinoa and, you know, making jokes and doing all of her, <laughs> her punny Insta stories to being the man that she is now. Um, I think that she has had the best journey and she's my favorite champion of all time. Don't get me wrong. I love Charlotte. Charlotte uses her title reigns have propped up people, made people better. Mm-hmm. Um, Sasha, same thing. She deserves a long title reign. Uh, Bailey, the same. Um, Paige, when her winning the first time, there's so many you can choose from. But for me, it comes to sentimental, comes to the person that brought me back to loving wrestling again, and that's Becky Lynch. Nice, nice, nice. All right, Kayla, who you got? I'm going to agree with Jolie a little bit. This is really tough. Like, as far as you have Lita, Trish Stratus, um, if you want to go maybe as far as any champion, Alundra Blaze, I mean, anybody that's actually held a world title as far as a woman shows an accomplishment um, in the wrestling world because they've came so far into um, this era or whatever with the revolution going on. Um, but as far as I'm going to say, my favorite world wrestler as a female, I'm going to go AJ Lee. And the reason I say that is because if you haven't read her Crazy is My Superpower book, which obviously pick it up. It's a great read. Um, 
just everything that she's ever went through. Like she made a list in there, everything she's ever wanted to accomplish. And one of the big goals for her to accomplish as a wrestler was to be a champion. And she at one point was the longest reigning champion. And then she became a, is she a two time? I think a two time Divas champ. She might be three, but, um, just seeing her able to accomplish that and in a way even heal her face she made it very interesting mm-hmm. um even when she had Tamina running around with her a little bit um mm-hmm. but far as favorite female champion wrestler I'm going AJ Lee and uh, nothing's going to change my mind yeah it's like oh her and Eve yeah it's like I think her it was like her and Eve who had the record for like three title reigns each on the Divas okay. title and then okay. yeah and then yeah and then like uh Nikki broke AJ's record on the consecutive days and then Charlotte ended up breaking Nikki's streak because I was actually there for that one <laughs> <laughs> well when she when she when she broke up that when she broke up that title reign I was I was it, it's funny it's like I I look back all at all the times there are all the things at the events that I've seen here in Houston and everything with it's like, and I think back, I was like, I've seen a lot of historic moments in the WWE, like with WWE pay-per-view history. So it's like, I've really gotten lucky on that one. All right. Okay. So tag teams. All right. So we got, let's see, Mr. Ryan McCarthy put heart foundation. Okay. And then Cordell Taylor, he puts in the New Day as his favorite tag team. Now, Paramore X Cora kind of mixed it up a bit. Uh, let's see. We have he, he gave us actually three choices, uh, actually three selections for his favorite tag teams. Number one being the Iconics. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, I'll give you a chance. I'll give you a chance. <laughs> Number two, Rated RKO. And then... And then he also put in Rock and Sock Connection. So it's like he so it's like he definitely mixed it up on that one. All right, Kayla. What do you think of the selections and who's your favorite tag team? As far as the selections, all of them are good, except for the iconics. Cause sorry, I cannot stand the iconics for nothing. Um I just just they're just their voices. I'm sorry, ladies, but I'm sorry. Um but Moving far as my favorite, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to bring in the women. I'm definitely going to have to say Kabuki Warriors because um, I do like the whole Asuka and Kairi Sane. And then as far as the three, I'm going to give you three for guys. That's always been um far as my favorite tag teams for the men. Okay. Obviously, the Hardy Boys, um, the OC, and most definitely the Usos. So those would probably be the best. But Iconics. You're not iconic in my books. I'm sorry, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> we do respect everyone's opinion, but of course, everyone's entitled to their own opinion and everything. And it's like, yeah, iconics are really not high on my list. All right, Julie. Uh, favorite tag teams. Um, I'm going to have to have to go Boston Hug for the women. Um, because I know what they did to get those tag titles back. Mm-hmm. Kabuki Warriors are definitely a good pick. Iconics. Are iconically flat. Um, for men, I'm actually going to be going to the Attitude Era for all three, and that is the Hardy Boys, the Dudley Boys, and Edge and Christian. Ah. Don't get me wrong, I love I love my boys today, but I I don't think I mean we saw we finally got to see the Usos versus Hardys, which was a dream match, mm-hmm. something that I've always wanted. Oh, yeah. um, 
like that match was beautiful. But when it comes to the tag team division, the Attitude Era knew how to do tag teams. I understand why now the revival is so frustrated with the WWE because they aren't putting their resources into the tag division, at least not on SmackDown. They are on Raw. Thank God they're starting to bring them back on Raw and, you know, NXT. But it's like they, they have really laxed on the tag division um, as of right now. So those are mine. Okay. Well, one, one quick note back to um, the revival. I will admit I've not a big fan of them, but as far, I would have to agree for sure that revival is probably one of the best tag teams out there right now. That's definitely not used properly. One and, of the best um, technical. They're one of the best technical. Technical. <laughs> well, one of the good tag teams out there right now, and I think they actually, you know, deserve a whole lot more than what they're giving. So I definitely have to agree that Revival, as far as if I wanted to say a good technical tag team that needs improvement or needs something into the WWE would definitely have to be the Revival. So, yeah. And not Y'all... going around beating up people. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all say, but, t- start. But I want to go off of something I saw on Twitter, and it, it had something with the technical part. Have you guys seen the Chad Gable is now interacting with Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan, and there, there's rumors that they're going to be creating a stable? Yes, I saw that. That would be good. Did you see the name that they wanted to put for it? Oh, no, no, no. I didn't see all. I, I, I didn't support. see. What? What? Because they're technical wrestlers. They're, they want to call tech support. Oh. That's what somebody put it as. Wow. Poor Daniel. <laughs> okay. No, but and, this is what Daniel wants to be perfectly Oh, honest. Daniel wants to be called. Oh. There are rumors that they wanted to be called this. I don't know if it's true or not, but like he, he is actually, once his contract is up, he's re-signing. But I think it's for um, major cutbacks on his hours with Bree being... Um, pregnant yeah he doesn't want to be full-time anymore a yeah. full-time wrestler anymore yeah and they've already promised him uh six weeks paternity leave i'm like why is this company ahead of the rest of everybody else i don't know um, you know given the men paternity leave is awesome so it's like but it's like you know i would be so for chad gable being called chad gable because i haven't seen shorty g in a while uh. um but I think, you know, getting him with Gulak would be an amazing – him and Gulak and Drew – or um, Daniel, that would be an amazing um, stable right there. That would definitely be – that would be awesome to see. And his name is Chad Gable. Drop the shit. <laughs> okay. Oh, and, okay, so back to tag teams. My favorites. I've always gotten there's always two on the top of my list. Heart and I'm gonna and I'm gonna mix up the airs here and everything. So it's like I definitely gotta go Hardy Boys for sure. And then I all and it's like I love my I love the Usos. Love my Usos. So it's like yeah, those those two are the ones I actually gravitate to the most. The New Day, I it's like at first it's like they came when they got together and everything. They were like on the heel side. I've grown to love them over the years, but um, characters, I love them, but it's like, as far as like an actual, like, yeah, it's like, if I had to do like a one, two, three, it's like, they would be number three on my list for sure. 
Okay, so the next the next one that I put up was favorite WrestleMania match. And we I got a whole list here. And so some of these were absolutely amazing, just getting like a different feel. And we actually do have a couple more people chiming in on this one. Okay, so the first one is actually from a longtime mutual on Twitter of mine, Hiba Hasana, and I'm sorry if I butchered your name. Uh, see, so her favorite WrestleMania match was WrestleMania 32, the triple threat, the women's triple threat between Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha. We have Bobby Sims chiming in, and he said the last match between Stole Cold and The Rock. I don't know. I don't know which WrestleMania it is. I apologize. Let's see here. We got Cordell Taylor popping in with Kofi versus Daniel Bryan, which is, of course, a good one. Okay. Paramore X Horror. Let's see. Here, here's his list. Uh, Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle. Taker versus Orton. Taker versus Edge. Punk versus Ta- uh, Taker. And then Kofi versus Daniel Bryan again. And then Ryan McCarthy and Jolie, you'll like this one. Uh, going back to the Attitude Era. TLC match, WrestleMania 17, Edge, Christian, Dudley Boys, Hardy Boys. Definitely. Ah. That's awesome. All right. Okay, so uh, let's see. Kayla, what do you think about the selections? Is anything missing? All of them are great, wonderful choices, and um, I would have to agree with every single one of them. But two that I think is missing in there. Um, well, actually, maybe not two, but one that is missing that I'm going to basically say that when I was watching this with my friend, Thank goodness there was nobody else in the... No, there is two. Because these two moments... Um, one was when Charlotte Flair ended Asuka's record. I literally was so happy when she tapped out to the figure eight. That was one of my favorite matches. And the one that I literally screamed at the top of my lungs. Thank goodness the house was empty. At least I think it was. <laughs> um <laughs> was when Nia Jax won the Raw Women's Championship. And that ah. literally, that made my night. I screamed so loud because a part of me wanted her um, to take it away from Alexa because they were doing that little feud and I guess the whole, you know, bullying. I know a storyline um, was going on. But um, as far as that, those are probably my two favorite WrestleMania matches ever. All right. Awesome. All right, Billy. There's one that's missing that needs to be on that list, and that is the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair retirement match. Oh, heartbreaker. And then another one would have to be Triple H, HBK versus Redacted, Benoit. Oh, we know since we're really not allowed to talk about him because we'll be glorifying yeah. a murderer. That match was probably that match was amazing. I love that match. I love that. I love that entire 
WrestleMania, to be perfectly honest, because you had mm-hmm. the Kurt Angle versus Eddie match, and you had that match closing out, and then you had him and Eddie hugging in the ring. There was no more of an iconic WrestleMania moment than that one. Right. Um, and then... We'll get the moments in a second. <laughs> and then there's one more. I gotta go on my... I have a list, because this is actually your 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 jester's chair later. You have to you have to pick between matches. Uh, <laughs> but here's another okay. one. Here's another one that was actually a very good match and it had a very feel good moment. That was Daniel Bryan versus Randy Orton versus Batista when he won the championship. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Like yes, how yes. that was not on the list, you know, because the hell that that Daniel Bryan went through the yes movement, all of that. Mm-hmm. That match was absolutely amazing. Oh my god, yeah, that was that was an incredible. And it's like Daniel Bryan, I got one for him on moments, but um, no, it's like all of these matches were just like outstanding and everything, and. Yeah, the one I got to go back to the most was Kofi versus Daniel Bryan because it's like, you talk about hell and everything, it's like Kofi went through his own personal hell and it's like his New Day brothers helped him out to get that match and it's just like, the moment, it's like, it's like he won, it's like 11 years, the moment, and it's just like that incomplete time and everything, that was just like an unbelievable sight. And so I'm going to transition this from WrestleMania, favorite WrestleMania match to favorite WrestleMania moments. And so Bobby, Joel, you mentioned this one already. Bobby Sims uh, actually selected Eddie at the end of uh, WrestleMania 20 coming to the ring celebrating with the new world champion on that one. Uh, let's see. He was like uh, Kofi winning the title. Uh, Cordell Taylor, Kofi won in the title. Paramore and Atara, Sean versus uh, the Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle. And then Ryan, he puts on here uh, Stone Cold his winning his first his first title reign. I think this is WrestleMania 14 and everything. So my favorite WrestleMania, it's like I can't believe like no one really brings up this one too much and everything, but it's like my favorite WrestleMania moment actually has to go back to WrestleMania, it, it just happened a couple years ago. WrestleMania 34, when Daniel Bryan actually had his first WrestleMania again. After getting cleared, coming back. And it happened to be in the same place where he won his world titles. Uh, when he won the world title before and everything. And that was just like such a wonderful, feel-good moment. The Yes Movement was back. Brian was in the audience. And it's just that just happens. That that just take the cake for me as far as like WrestleMania moments are concerned. Uh, so, Jolie, did you have another one, or was it already covered? Becky winning the championship, the double champ, being in the audience for that was a dream come true for me. It was my first WrestleMania. I got to see Becky win SmackDown and Raw Women's Titles. Um, uh, a, a WrestleMania moment that you know. It's not really a moment moment, but it also happened at last year's when they said DX was in there. And when they said China's name, she got a standing ovation in the, in the, um, oh yeah. Like they, when China got in the hall of fame and they said her name at WrestleMania, it was probably 
one of those surrealist moments. Another one for last year as well. I mean, there's so many you can pick from, but since I was actually physically there, having mm-hmm. Joan Jett play out Ronda Rousey was probably <laughs> the coolest yes. thing ever because like yeah. I never thought I'd ever see Joan Jett in a concert to begin with, but here she is playing Bad Reputation for the baddest woman on the planet in one of the most amazing uh, settings to ever be since she's such a forefront for women's rights and all that stuff. So I think, you know, that was just, that for me was everything. That WrestleMania was everything to me. So that's me. (laughs) That was cool. And it's like, I I go back to the only WrestleMania I went to was uh, WrestleMania 25. And I just, happened it's like this wasn't like one of my favorite moments it was just like a weird moment but it's like that year they had like the miss wrestlemania battle royal and everything and seeing santina win it and i was like going really Ugh. oh sorry <laughs> jolie i'm sorry i brought it up i brought it up i saw your face i saw your face never mind Exit. santina <laughs> you fucking motherfucker i fucking hate you santino you are a piece of shit you took away a good woman's shot at the royal rumble this year you motherfucker i hope to god you never come back ever the fuck again you piece of shit that's it end of story kayla go ahead uh to bring back santina I actually saw something. It was a, if I could find it, I'll send it. It was actually a last minute decision because the person that was supposed to take that spot was not there. So Santina or Santino happened to be backstage at that time and they're like, hey, go in there. So that was actually a last minute. It was not the person that was supposed to be in that match. So do we think that Victoria was supposed to be there and she never showed up? Maybe Victoria. And there was also saying it could have possibly been. Something for Nia Jax, so I don't know. But I read something that said Santina was a last-minute decision. Which they could have, I would have taken. They could have found someone better. There was how many NXT women superstars there? Yeah, how many of them were still sticking around? I know there, there was there was plenty of people to say. All right, hell, where was Stephanie? You know, Stephanie Man was probably backstage. <laughs> Hell, Linda McMahon, for fuck's sake. I don't care. Pick somebody else. Just put Linda McMahon and flip her over the ring in like two seconds. All right, there you go. There you go. I mean, there's still... Hell, you could have called up Vicky Guerrero, even though she's with AEW, sucking their dick right now. I don't fucking care. You could have gotten her. Okay. Scotty. Favorite WrestleMania moment. Um, I actually have two uh, wrestling favorite moments. Um, The whole... Joan Jett doing the entrance for Ronda Rousey live, which was really awesome. Um, but as far as the wrestling moment, I'm going to give you a little story. Um, my mom never lets this down. Um, was when the WrestleMania, when the New Day had came out and say, this is going to be a fatal four-way for the Raw Tag Team Champions. How can I forget about this? And next thing you're like, whoo, whoo, you know, get excited. And... The Hardy Boys music hits. With my defense, I thought my mom was in her bedroom. So I'm running towards the room with my hands up in the air, you know, screaming and yelling. And I get to the living room and she's sitting in the chair. And I'm like, they're here! They're here! She's making fun. So she's making fun of me and I'm running back. So my mom's like, huh? 
So that was probably one of the best moments when the Hardy Boys returned and won the title. But yeah, to this day, she still teases me about that. But I told her, I said, <laughs> in my defense, I thought you were in your bedroom. So I thought I had a longer lead way, but she just happened to be sitting in the recliner in the living room in the dark. So it kind of made me look like, I guess, a squirrel lost its nuts or something that night. But but yeah, that's probably one of the best WrestleMania moments. I can't believe I forgot that one, too. That was I I because we we were still on um, satellite uh, Internet at the time. So I was using my phone data to get my Xbox to play. And I remember like it froze when they were going, whoo, whoo. And then you just hear their music hit and like I jumped up. I must I if I would have jumped through the floor, man. That was that was the biggest pop ever. I screamed because it's like I was reading the stories about them like re- like possibly returning and stuff like that. The night before they were at Ring of Honor, I think it was. And it's like, okay, they did something the night before and I was like, Well, there's no way in hell. And then they came out and then I heard all the everybody in the audience was like, going, delete, delete, delete and I was like no way. And then it's like they the music probably like, ah! <laughs> I was just like going, unbelievable. If you watch their twenty four, um, they actually say that they did all of that on purpose. Yes, they were doing ROH, but they were taking pictures at the train station and they had pictures at the other train station up in Cameron to to and posted that saying, Yeah, we're home. So they had set everything up. They were snuck in backstage mm-hmm. in one of the trailers, um, and then they were rushed up to the entrance, and and nobody knew they were there until they got to Gorilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, yeah, I saw their twenty-four, and I remember all that. They came in, they had the hoodies on and stuff like that. They were hiding in the trail in the one of the travel buses, kind of like they did with um, Sasha when she came back for SummerSlam, because it's yeah. like she had. He had posted a picture on her Instagram at her home, and like Ryu was right there and everything. And some people are like saying, "Eh, she's she ain't coming back. She's at home and everything." And then pop, here she comes out with the blue hair. Yeah, that that was same with um uh, when when Ronda was coming out for the Royal Rumble in Philly. Like they literally had her hidden in the stadium. Right. All right. So. Got a couple of top- more topics here, and we're going to shift this now to NXT. Okay, so favorite NXT moment. Let's see here. Mr. Cordell Taylor puts on here Finn's and Ciampa's returns. They were both on the TV premiere night, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let's see. Ryan, Mr. McCarthy, DIY double tap in the revival to win the tag titles. And then Paramore X Horror uh, selected Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler. I guess any one of their matches would work on that one. Oh, NXT moment, and I think we might be in agreement on this, but I might be wrong. So forgive me if I'm if I'm failing at being clairvoyant here. But when I think of NXT moments, and I haven't watched like NXT from the beginning and everything, but from what I've seen of NXT and everything, um, the biggest NXT moment that pops out to me is um, Takeover Brooklyn after Sasha and Bailey's match. Bailey's in the ring with the title, and Becky and 
uh, Charlotte come out there. They're to get, and it's like they broke kayfabe, and it's like they stuck up the forest, and it's like you, you can hear, uh, I think it was Corey Graves, like saying, like, they call themselves the four horns women, and they've changed the game. And I think that was Corey Graves. I might be wrong. But anyways, it's like, as far as like NXT moments and everything, that one sticks out to me the most. Because this was like right after uh, Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha debuted. But of course, she was taking care of NXT business and everything. But it's like, it was like the two worlds combined. And it's like, yeah, it's like they put the world on notice. They changed the game. Uh, So, Jolie, what sticks out to you? Definitely the four horsewomen breaking kayfabe. And then I would have to say um, the most recent one when Rhea Ripley won the title from Shayna and they moshed in the in the ring. That was iconic to me. I thought that was really great because, you know, she has worked her ass off. And, like, just to see everybody in the ring with her um, celebrating and then just seeing Shayna on the outside, like, what the hell? You know, which I knew her her losing was coming, and so but I thought that that was iconic. You said Champa and Finn returning. Um, actually, another one is when Dream returned and was wearing the Marina and uh, Roddy's son on his butt. That was that that was definitely kind of iconic. Uh, like you know, that was definitely one of the funner iconic moments. But yeah, no, that's. Definitely the four horsewomen, uh, Rhea winning, and they've already said the other ones that are definitely iconic. Ooh, no, another it's uh, one that people really don't talk about, and it really wasn't like you know a, a moment moment, but when Dream was challenging or Ricochet was challenging Dream, and Dream was on the outside of the ring, and Ricochet just jumped out of the ring and did that like dive right in front of him, like the superhero dive, and just like landed right in front of Dream, and Dream's like, what the fuck. Oh, that, I remember that one. That was that was a good moment too. That was absolutely awesome. All right, Kayla, what you got? It's funny that Jolie mentioned that because that's what I was sitting here thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, the favorite, my favorite NXT moment is when Dreamin basically came out, said there is anything that Ricochet can do that the Dream can do, and like you said, he jumped, flipped out, landed in front of him, and says, "Prove it." And like I said, he had that moment like, uh, I, I can't do that. Um, <laughs> um, I do have to agree. That's one of my favorite moments. That is the moment when I instantly, I guess you could say, started actually liking Ricochet. Um, and then I'm going to bounce. Uh, I'll definitely agree when Tomasa Chimpa and Finn Balor return was another good moment. Um, but I do have to agree with Jolie again on the return of Velveteen Dream. With Marina Shafir and Roddy's son on his butt, I basically had to rewind that uh, fa- uh, rewind that about a couple times to see if I was seeing it correctly. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, um, I think I just started liking Velveteen Dream. Uh, so, yeah, that was probably some of the best moments in um, NXT for me. When he came back and he was wearing those pants, I thought it was going to be the same pants again. I thought, because I, I saw the call me part, and I thought, I was like, well, don't tell me he's wearing those call me up Vince pants again. And then it's like, I saw replay later and it says call me, Marina. I'm like, oh, okay. So he's trying to get it Roddy a little bit. And then we all know what happened with that as far as 
his true intentions behind that. Okay, so this last one, I think we're, this is going to end up being a good argument here. All right, so favorite NXT match. And we got a little bit all over the place here. So at Rocco underscore wrestling, Cole and Gargano take over 25. Uh, let's see, Cordell Taylor, uh, Dakota Kai, Antigua Knox. He didn't specify which one, but I'm, ass- I'm assuming it's going to be the street fight. Or it might be just okay. I don't know. I don't know which one it was, but either one of them could fall into that place. Uh, Ryan McCarthy, uh, War Games take over uh, 2018, and then Paramore gave me like a whole list here. So let's see: Kyrie versus Shayna take and take over in Evolution. Uh, Eo versus uh, Shayna the Steel Cage match. Eo versus Candice, and then. Bailey and Sasha, one and one Andrew. Ah, so that is quite a list there. And so, Kayla, what do you think about the list? And do we have anything missing? List is great. Um, but I'm going to have to go with War Games 2019. Um, only Men or women? I'm going to go both because... Okay. Like, uh, both of them basically showed what they got. Um, Adam Cole and Tomasa Chimpa, even though, you know, they had other ones in there, they kind of focused a little bit more on them. Um, put him through the table at the end, and you see him, Britt Baker, with her hands on her face, started his mm-hmm. regal spread around, like, do the Britt Baker challenge or whatever. Um, <laughs> ben really dominated in that match. And then, um, I will jump to the women. Um, I am a Shanna Baszler fan, but um, I really enjoy the women's for everybody, even Shayna's team. Um, um, EO jumping off the top of the rope, taking herself and everybody out. That was uh, And I think um, the best moment of that is even when Tegan um, turned, backed herself out, attacked, um, I'm sorry, Dakota attacked Tegan took herself out and Tegan out of the match. And you got Shane over there like, ha, 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 I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Well, guess what? Um, I was going Ripley because I like both of them. That's why I hate those kind of matches because you can't really choose. (laughs) to like, it's like, oh, be happy either way. But um, I was really going for Ripley's uh, team because after what had happened. um, But I do have to say, if I really had to choose between the men or women on the war games, definitely the female because... Um, Rhea and Candice LeRae really showed that they they can handle it and they can, you know, take care of business and what needs to be taken care of. And I did like the moment where Shayna's like, oh, I'm going to handcuff you. Nope, guess what? You just backfired into a riptide. So mm-hmm. try and spades. <laughs> and then, of course, you can never, ever forget on the men's side that pop for Kevin Owens at the end yes. when he came in to join the to join the match. That I was not expecting. And he even came out in his old NXT shirt and everything, the duct tape shirt. That was just that was just sick. All right. Jolie? Huh? Tom was sitting there freaking out a little bit like is he coming? Is he coming? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jolie, what you got? The ladder match for the inaugural uh, North American Championship when Adam Cole won. That was probably one that should be on the list. Um, uh, Becky, or not Becky, um, 
Bailey and Sasha, those matches were great. Another match that was not added, Natty versus Charlotte. That should definitely mm-hmm. be on that where they basically told and both women have said we were they said do we script this out? Do we have no, nope. you just go out there, this is your time limit, mm-hmm. do what you gotta do. And you got Brett on one side, Rick on the other. They really didn't interfere. And it was just like, you know, the two families in a mafia <laughs> fight going at it. And uh, Pretty much. That that was probably one of the better takeover matches. Or not, it wasn't even takeover match. It was actually on regular. Yeah. It was on regular NXT. So, yeah, that was definitely up there. But, like, you know, you got the Bailey and Sasha. You got the War Games. Um did you say Kyrie uh, versus Shannon at Evolution? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I want to say Tony Storm versus EO at Evolution for the Mae Young Classic. I can add that because they're technically NXT superstars. That was yeah. a great match. Okay. Sweet. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it's like definitely a good list for good list for everything. Oh, no, but we definitely want to thank everyone for their input on Twitter. This was just, like, an unbelievable list and everything, and it's good to, like, actually get, like, the wrestling community involved with finding out what their opinions and everything, and so we'll definitely try to do something like this definitely down the line. Oh, I would love to cut the show right here, but I'm not going to get out of this. So normally at the end of every episode, we have Jester's Chair. So someone's get thrown in the hot seat. And by default, it's my turn. So if I'm not mistaken, Jolie, the jester herself, has thrown me in. All right, Jolie, bring it. What do you got? All right, let me set up my timer. Let me set up my timer. Hold on. Are we doing, like, the same thing? I got a minute and choose between two and stuff like that? Yep. All right. (sighs) Now, you're not that... You're fairly new to the wrestling community, aren't you? 2005. Okay, you're going to get stumped on a lot of these then. Uh, I'll I'll do my best. All right, we're going to start. So this is favorite WrestleMania, or pick the WrestleMania match. I'm going to give you two WrestleMania matches, and you pick which one you think is your favorite. So I'm going to start off with uh, an easy one. We're going to go Hogan versus Andre or Savage versus Steamboat. Uh, Hogan versus Andre. Brett versus Owen or Brett versus HBK? Ooh, Brett versus Owen. Debry versus Orton and Batista or Taker versus Triple H? Taker versus Triple H. Ooh, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> All right. <laughs> HBK versus Taker or HBK versus Flair? Uh, HBK versus Taker, because I saw that one in person. Wow. Uh, Hogan versus Savage or Savage versus Warrior? Savage versus Warrior. All right. Taker versus CM Punk or Taker versus Brock? Uh, Taker versus Punk. I'm still pissed about the Brock thing. And that's it. We're stopping. (laughs) Um. But uh, the other, the last one I was going to give you was Charlotte Flair versus Sasha versus Becky or Asuka versus Charlotte. The triple threat. Yeah. 
I, I gotta say though, what what pissed me off about the triple threat is that should have main evented WrestleMania 32. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the one with Daniel, the one with Daniel Bryan, and it, you, the one with like Daniel Bryan and that triple threat and everything, it's just like I don't know. The other one was like more significant. Oh yeah. I, that was that one was kind of like a toss up and everything. Uh, how many was that? Uh, I think eight. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't counting. Because <laughs> I basically just had a list written down, and I was going because I looked up the. They said the fifty greatest since they haven't added like the past two or three. Um, yeah. But, like, you know, they had Andre versus Hogan, which is classic. Andre versus Warrior. Not Andre versus Warrior. Um, Hogan versus Warrior, which is classic. HBK versus Brett. Brett versus Stone Cold. Any of the Rocks versus Stone Cold. Like, it's like, I'm reading the list. I'm like, how the hell do you choose? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, yeah, HBK and, yeah, HBK and Flair was a good one and everything. But it's like, yeah, it's like with the, the history with HBK and Taker. And I was there for the first one. Especially with, like, with the HBK coming down on the pedestal with all, all, all the white and everything. It's just like, that was, I, I always got to take that one hands down. Yeah. Oh, good one. That was a good one. All right, you got me. I had my son now. <laughs> All right, yeah. Well, thank y'all so much for joining us for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Uh, tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one. And stay tuned for the Jester's Court. I don't know what I'm going to talk about yet, so be surprised. <laughs> And welcome to another session of the Jester's Court. I am your resident Jester Jolie, and today I'm uh, I'm I'm gonna do little things differently. Um, you know we've had no real sports going. I I really can't vent and bitch about what we're getting wrestling wise because you know they're doing the best they can to entertain us, and that's both companies of uh, All Elite Wrestling with uh, Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes. And uh, everything with WWE and NXT with Triple H and Vince McMahon. You know, I give them a million props for doing what they're doing because they could just say, you know what, we we can't do this. But they are. They're they're doing it for us. And um, I thank them. I thank every wrestler that is out there doing this. So thank you. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to Leo Rush for bringing... Um, eyes on to what's going on with the independents. I mean, a lot of people have been doing that, uh, but I, I really like what he is doing with his um, streaming on Instagram, and like I think he does uh, video games where they'll stream and play and they'll talk. So um, props to him for uh, trying to help out the independent wrestling scene. Um, definitely a good dude right there, you know. I mean, I might have bitched a lot about him, but that was character-wise. Uh, so... Um, you know, seeing what he's doing, you know, makes me respect the the guy even more. Uh, what else? Um, when this is all said and done, thank your doctors and nurses because they are the soldiers on the front line now. These are the soldiers that are fighting this invisible 
enemy and they are risking their lives and their health and their family's health and their sanity because they're spending long hours at the hospitals and makeshift hospitals uh, props to Cuomo for uh, turning the Javits Center into a thousand bed hospital man that's that's a brilliant move on his part and uh, good on them to try to get ahead of this um, yeah so um, so I have been doing well my family is doing well um, I am out of work at the moment um, I am a non-essential worker um, you know we've been doing the social distancing very well we haven't been going out um, I know my mom and dad went for a drive to a nature reserve on Sunday or Saturday Saturday because it was my mom's birthday and just to get her out of the house because you know getting cooped up and you know we at least would go to the store once a week or go to Sam's Club uh, every other week you know when we would go to Sam's Club we'd walk the aisles you know just to get out of the house and do stuff and once it gets warmer definitely going to be uh going to going to go take some hikes in the nature preserves that are still open thankfully um because there is no greater self-isolation and self-distancing like taking a hike in the woods. Let me tell you, that is that is some good, good self-social uh, distancing right there. Because there's really not many people that will be in the woods taking a hike. My state, uh, the state of Delaware, is in a stay-at-home order. Um, only going outside to, or going out to exercise or go to the store for essentials, stuff like that. So... You know, we, we've been doing good with what we've had. For me, this is like a normal, but I really miss my job. I really miss my coworkers. Um, I really miss my bosses. They're good people. They take care of us. They're small business. It's a franchise. It's called Stumpy's Hatchet House. Um, so yeah, you know, just um, my my thing is right now, if you have any local businesses um, that have online sales with gift cards. And you guys can buy a gift card that lets that local business know that you promised you will come back to them once this is all said and done. Yeah, so um, buy gift cards, support the healthcare. You know, if you want to uh, order pizzas and have them sent to hospitals or do something like that, you know, just to say thank you. Make sure we say thank you to the people on the front lines. Because they deserve it. Um, I'm not going to go into a uh, normal rant about what the government is doing. The federal government. How I feel that they're all dragging their feet. Both Democrats and Republicans. But the Republicans wanting to send us back to work sooner rather than later. And risk the spread of infection. I'm, I'm not going to go into that because that's honestly a... Uh, that's a long rant. But what I am going to do is give you a little bit more inside of the mind of the jester. Alright, so you're probably wondering, well, why do you do these rants? Well, this originally started out as an uh, article that I would write for Belly Up Wrestling. But a lot of times I would get uh, roadblocked, um, writer's block. And the weird thing is, is when I'm talking like this and I'm recording this I'm actually able to get my head and mouth to connect a lot faster than my head and hands it's really weird I can actually just keep talking and I can edit out what I don't want and if I need to add something I can 
So this gives me a different platform and a different way of uh, expressing myself. And I love doing it, to be perfectly honest. And I can't wait till I can start bitching about wrestlers or bitching about companies or even bitching about sports. I mean, I could have a whole episode uh, to queer baiting on TV shows. Do not get me started on that. Like, that is a complete social rant that you <laughs> you don't want to hear. That is above epic proportions, let me tell you. Um, you're like, what the hell is she talking about queer baiting for? I'm gay, dude. I like to see representation on TV. And when they... Yeah, we're just going to stop right there. Uh, so anyway, um, this just gives me a chance to be a little bit more of myself. Um, I've actually grown into the person that I've been. I'm Usually when you first meet me, I'm shy. I'm introverted. I, I kind of don't like being the center of attention. But this gives me a way to allow this gives me a way to open up a little bit more of who I am I am an asshole I can be at times I am insightful I am I'm a multitude of things and this just gives me a way to express myself to you guys and it uh, gives me a way to be um, more of Jolie and more of the jester definitely I mean I get to be myself more with these um, little 10 to 15 minute uh, extra podcast like I love doing the podcast this has been the best thing I've actually started doing um, I love editing them like I will literally sit here I use uh, Sony Movie Maker Movie Studio and like I didn't realize that I could use this but then it just makes my life so much easier when it comes to chopping shit up and making uh, edits. And um, I'm still working on the audio. I know in the previous podcast, or the, the one that this is actually attached to, um, we do have some audio issues. But unfortunately, with the amount of bandwidth that is being used... Um, it's gonna cause some issues and I haven't learned how to clean up pops yet uh, or, or stutters and yeah I do apologize about that I mean I like to put out a good product and I felt like I, I kinda I do take a lot of pride in the podcast and when I edit the podcast so I do apologize for any audio issues I feel like that's on me so but a little bit more about myself. Um, I'm 39. I am gay. I'm openly. I've been out since 1999. Um, from the Philadelphia area originally. Um, I moved to Dover after dealing with some financial issues. Had to move to uh, with my parents. So that's a whole other story. Um, that m Maybe I'll make it story time for next week. Who knows. I am a giant nerd. I have been a nerd since... God. Honestly, I think I've been a nerd my entire life, but once I found out what Comic-Cons are, I have exploded into nerdum, and it's probably if you want to see me a happy person, like in all honesty, like you want to see a different side of me, see me at a Comic-Con. Like when I was at Dragon Con last year, yeah, I was a little but that's because I'm fat and there's a lot of hills and yeah 
Um, but no, dude, it was just one of the coolest. Like, I just am so relaxed when I'm around like-minded people. That's why I love going to wrestling events because you could be with a friend, but you could be next to a stranger as well. But that person feels like a friend because you're there cheering and booing the same people. It's kind of like when working, I work at the link, you know, I love working at that. That's a family to me. And I'm not just talking about the staff. I'm talking about my section, man. I've got people in my section that have told me I cannot leave that section until they, they change their season tickets. Um, you know, it's just, I love in certain places like you get to see more of the real me and, um, like I'm fun. I'm outgoing. I, I get to not have to feel like I am socially judged for who I am. And that's why I love the wrestling community. That's why I love the, uh, Marvel DC's community. Um, you know, the only community that I actually get flack for is because I'm a fan of both Star Wars and Star Trek. And, dude, that is a whole fucking giant can of bullshit worms. Because it's like, you, at first, like, we can only like one or the other. Well, I was raised to like both. My dad liked both. Well, you had to pick one. Trek Wars. No, yeah, no, I will like both because I love both. I grew up on Star Trek and I grew up on Star Wars. They both have their merits and they're both worth loving them. You just can't make me choose. Fuck off. Yeah, so I've, um, I'm a part of multiple universes. I love the Arrowverse, um, Big Doctor Who, Firefly. Yeah, I have been just a giant ass nerd. I've got almost a hundred pops, uh, ranging from Marvel to Doctor Who, Sailor Moon. Um, I've got Gay Batman. He's a complete rainbow-fied Batman, which was an exclusive for New York Comic Con. I had to get it because, you know, I'm a big Batman fan. I've got a Gay Batman symbol on my arm. Um, I grew up on Batman. I think one of the first graphic novels I ever read was A Killing Joke, which is probably still one of my favorite. Uh, though A Death in the Family is also amazing. Yeah, so I've been to Comic-Cons. I've been to New York Comic-Con multiple times. Wizard World multiple times. Heroes and Villains, um, where I met actually Cody Rhodes for the first time. And it's the one, like, you know, I was always a fan of his. I always liked him when he was dashing Cody Rhodes or when he was with Legacy. Um, Even when he's a heel, like, you know, I just, I could see his daddy I could see the dream coming out of him and sometimes and it's like I've always loved his brother Goldust um Dustin so you know it's always been like I've always respected the family and you know getting to meet him was actually um a very cool experience because I got to one thing that I like to do and is whenever I go to a Comic-Con and there's an old-time wrestler there that was around when my mama was still watch was still alive and watching wrestling when I got started watching wrestling. You know, that was the eighties and early nineties. Um you know, Ted DiBiase, uh Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Um, I think I said thank you to one of the Bushwhackers. Uh, I've said thank you to Jerry the King Lawyer. I say thank you and they look at me, well why? I said, Well, you know, because of you, I was able to have a relationship with my grandmother, my mom. Um uh, people are like that's well that's weird to thank them for that and I said I was, I'm a second, second born. Um, I'm the baby of the family, literally, on my mom's side. So 
you know, I was never really had a relationship, but wrestling, we had the relationship. We, it bonded us together. So, you know, it was just uh, one of those things that I was able to have with her. And so I was able to thank Dusty, uh, um, Cody for letting me um, have that with Dusty. And it was just one of the cool experiences. Like, I kind of cried and he held my hand and Brandy was there too. And they were both really nice and lovely people. And I have nothing but respect, love uh, for both of them. And I always wish them well. And I, you know, I think that's the one thing that uh, I will always constantly say when it comes to AEW, that I never wish it ill will. I never wish Cody or Brandy ill will. I hope they, they thrive. I honestly do because, you know, because of that moment, because of how he treated me. And um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's probably one of the the cooler experiences I've had. Um, the coolest experiences was getting a uh, free photo with Stan Lee. And this will always be a story that makes me smile. This will always be a story that makes me want to cry. Because, you know, it's Stan, you know? Stan Lee knew what he was doing and helped change a lot of minds with his comic books and we are very thankful. I'm very thankful for Stan. So the story goes like this. Um, I had some friends that I made the year prior at uh, New York Comic Con. And when we saw Stan was going to be there, he was a $100 photo. So we all chipped in the money plus taxes. And it was myself, two other girls, and a guy. And we all got in the photo. And we're all like wearing Marvel stuff. And at the, we're all about to walk away. And uh, we were one of the last groups of the day. So the, the handler pulled my friend uh, out, the guy friend out, and he said, ladies, get around him. You're here for Stan. Love him. Hug him. Squeeze him. This is what he, he lives for. And he goes, oh, geez, you're embarrassing me. So, you know, I got to stand behind Stan Lee, and I had my hand on his shoulder. It's just one of the coolest experiences because, you know, he was very humble and the fact that you know we got a free photo is always one of the coolest highlights of my comic book com- my comic con experiences man and so it's like you know there there's certain things at cons that I love there's certain things at cons that I hate but you know it is what it is there's always going to be like you know those exclusives that you never get and yeah you, know, you try for them but it is what it is so well, there you go. You have a, a mindset of the gesture. I'm a giant nerd. Uh, if you guys ever want to ask me questions, uh, whatever, any celebrities I've met, I can let you guys know that. Um, what I like to do with my social isolation, um, I'm working on uh, Legacy's uh, music videos because it's one of my favorite TV shows right now. Um, I'm a big Originals, the Originals and uh, Legacies fan. Uh, it's a spinoff of the Vampire Diaries. Yes, I like that too, but I'm not as big as a fan. I'm a big Arrowverse person. I like Chicago Fire, Med, PD. I'll probably binge watch that later. I'm just, I'm just an all-around nerd. And um, so yeah, uh, 
so I'm going to end this uh, this uh, session today with just a little bit of advice. Stay at home, please, because you're not doing it for yourself. You'll be doing it for the doctors and the nurses. Stay at home for your grandparents. Stay home for your parents. Because like I said, this virus doesn't discriminate on age. doesn't discriminate on sex. It doesn't care what color you are, who you voted for, who you pray to. It doesn't matter. I hope wish you all well. Thank you so much for uh, starting this journey with all of us. Um, this has been, so far, an amazing six episodes. I think this is our sixth episode. I have been having a blast. I have been uh, coming out of my shell a lot more. And um, only good things to come in the future. So, um, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, court is adjourned. Have a great day, guys. I love you.